You are listening to the Mick and Mac GAA Football Podcast. Ball inside. Brown. Their leading scorer. And illustrating exactly why. Declan Brown puts it over the bar. Brown against Sexton. Crafty player. He's kicked in high and it goes inside the left-hand post and it's gone over the bar. Punting it well away down towards Declan Brown. Causing problems for everybody. One of the best around. Hello and welcome back to the Mick and Mac GA Football Podcast. Mac, how's things? Very well, Mick, thank God. Uh, great to have uh, Declan on tonight. He's such a legend. Absolutely. Delighted to be a man with two All-Stars, a dual star and a cracker of a corner forward. Declan Brown, how are you? Hi guys, how are you? Yeah, great. Thanks for coming on. Not at all. Thanks for, thanks for the invite. No problem at all. Uh, I suppose, simple one to start off, Declan. How's the lockdown being viewed last while? Yeah, I suppose it's it's obviously now it's kind of we're please God we're 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 getting through it, you know. Um a lot of adjusting. Um I suppose it's unprecedented and we didn't we didn't know what was hitting us at the time. And I I think probably all of us thought at the start, uh, we'll be okay in a couple of weeks and it'll be all fine. And you know, and then as it went on, you kind of realise the severity of it. And then obviously, you know, we, we all love sport and we all love this and that, but when your health comes into it, you know, it it puts a different perspective altogether on it. And um, it's all about saving lives and making sure everyone belongs to you is kind of safe and, and well. And then you worry about the, the other things, you know. But it's um, yeah, tough times, scary times. Like who'd have thought we'd have, you know, we, we'd have faced into this. But um, like I have two little girls, and I never thought in, in you know, I mean, in their lifetime that, that they would see this so early, you know. And how, how have you found the homeschooling? Have you been doing much class? I don't know. I've been working away. So my wife, <laughs> my wife, is a t- she's a teacher anyway. So we're. We're lucky that way, but um, no, thank God, it was, I had a good excuse to work, you know. I read you're the uh, chairman of the local ladies GA club, so I suppose with the, the roadmap coming out, coming out lately, you're going to be very busy over the next while with that. Yeah, it's very, it's very challenging, you know. Um, you know, kind of only a small fry in the whole thing, like the ladies side of things. But um, my role is a big, big unit of a club, and we'll take direction from from the top as well. But um, again, it's it's safety, you know. It's it's we have we all have the 29th of June in our heads, and we've we've all been told we can go back in groups of ten or two coaches. But I keep saying it doesn't mean we have to go back, you know, because I certainly won't be um, putting my stamp on things and, and signing off for things if if they're not right, you know, because the book will fall at my doorstep, you know. So it, and it might sound a bit silly and a bit you know a bit um, over cautious, but um, no, like we we all think we know all our players and, and but we don't know the circumstance they have at home or whatever they have. So we just need to be very, very careful. And obviously we're all busting to get back. We're all mad to get back doing something, but um we have to we have to make sure it's right as well. And I won't be surprised if like some players don't come back at all because there probably have people at home that are ill and they just they'd be too afraid to Yeah and that's and that's the thing and, and, and that needs to be respected as well because you know when, when the heat of battle comes and we all love championship and we all love the the, the local derbies and all that but when it comes to a stage where three or four of your team maybe might say, I can't play, you know, that's, that puts a different spin on it. And our club's expected to go out and play fully competitive with minus five or six players. You know, like you have to take into account the asthmatics and simple like that. Like they mightn't want to take a chance. So I, I, I believe, I, I'll, not I believe, but I just, I just think we might be rushing too much into this and trying to, trying to um, plan everything and organize everything into such a short time frame, you know? So, Personally, I think it was um, 
an ideal opportunity to, to leave the inter-county and get some sort of a club scene going. I, I just thought they, I just think they missed a the trick there. Yeah, that was actually my next question I was going to say, because it just seems to have condensed the inter-county and the club into such small, wouldn't they be better off maybe just to let the clubs go until after Christmas and then get back into the new year? Yeah. You know, this is, there's none of us naive enough to, to think that inter-county teams aren't going to go back training before the 17th of October. You know, that's, that's going to happen. So then you're going to impede on club time. So it's going to, it's going to open up a lot of can of worms because club managers will want their county players preparing for club championship, not to be gone county training. So um, I think we need to watch this space in the, in the next couple of weeks because it's going to get... I think it could get messy before it's all sorted. It could... It could very well get messy, but um, at the end of the day, we, we all just want to get back doing something. And my again, my philosophy on it is if we got back even playing some little mini blitzes or mini leagues against ourselves, you're getting back doing something and then concentrate on 2021, you know? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think clubs should just be left out until after Christmas. But I suppose on that, Declan, uh, tell us a bit where, where you grew up. Uh, your club is Moyle Rovers. Uh, I mean, obviously, hurling is big in Tipperary as well, so you're playing a bit of both for you. Yeah, that's what our club will be predominantly football, you know, um, messed away and fooled away at, at hurling at kind of junior level. Um, but it was always it was always football. Like we weren't we wouldn't be in a club of, of any dominance only up to nineteen ninety five, you know, and then we, we won five senior county titles in, in six years, you know, so which was we had a phenomenal team, phenomenal group that came all came at the same time. There were the five or six young lads came through and married in with the, the older guys. So I kind of took off from there and um, the hurling side of it, we, we reached an All-Ireland Club Junior Final in, in 2008. You know, so there's loads of loads of ability there, both hurling and football, but obviously predominantly football and we, we go in fits and starts, we, we win a few counties and then we go asleep for a while and then we come back and win another one, you know, so it's, it's to get that consistency, but definitely growing up, it was, you know, it was always kind of football, you know. Yeah, and... Um, would you have been a, train, a hard trainer? Like, would you have been practicing your skills all the time? You're you practicing skills. I wouldn't have been a hard trainer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd been always there, never, never, never miss a session. But my God, they hate laps and all yeah. that running. But, um, but yeah, but it had to listen. Had to be done. But I would, I would have been one for practicing skills and and kind of repeating things over and over and over again and, and trying trying to get a different result. You know, so. Uh, but it's like anything, it's, it's in any way of life, you, you get out of what you put into it. So uh, so I was fortunate enough to, you know, the, the skills started to come and once you practice away and practice away, you start making county teams and, and county panels and that makes it really, really rewarding. And, and um, like selfishly, like it's it's probably where you want to be the whole time is in, on a county setup. So, um, and then when you make their first squad or first team, it's um, it's very rewarding. So t- tell us a bit about when you got started with the underage county setups. Why age would you be? Well, I was basically the, the under 14, Tony Forreston tournament would have been hurling. Um, I made that panel two years in a row. And then like football was probably, you were playing kind of B grades, under 14, under 16. Um, but like it was always involved, you know, obviously from under 14 all the way, all the way up and fortunate enough to, to have a rattle at both of them, you know. And, and yeah. back then, I suppose, the, the game and the, the training schedules made it easier to, to play both and give, give both a good crack. What what's this? I heard um, when you were, was it your first senior uh, game when you were seventeen? You were a goalkeeper. Yeah, I was sixteen actually in goal. 16. Yeah, I played in goal in, in the ninety five for our club and first county championship. You know, my dad and fairness said it was you know I was I was too young. I was small as well, and you know if you, football back then was you know kill, kill or be killed, and you know I'd say he was kind of 
Yeah, he was kind of afraid that, you know, if I got a belt at that stage, you know, yeah. it could turn you off. So, um, yeah, I started in goal um, in 95 and then it, it took off from there then. <laughs> so you're a bit of an all-rounder, you've done it all. <laughs> well, it's just fill, filling the gap, you know, and that's, and in fairness, like, it was great. Like, I, I lived in a few clangers, all right, and, you know, but it, it was it was great. Like I said, back those day, those times, your full back line was your full back line. It didn't stir, it didn't budge, and they protected you. You know, so I was all, I always got great protection. Yeah, and was was it hard? You saying there it was okay, but would you think it's hard now for anyone to do the two, the hurling and the football? It's probably nearly impossible. I'd say as the years have gone by, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's a real, real, real pity. You know, but you know, like every county player or county manager wants to get access to the players five six days a week, whether be it on the pitch or gym work. So like the sums just don't add up. Um it's even gone it's very it's gone very hard for club level as well, you know, with the way fixtures have gone. But uh, it's you know it's a pity. It's a real, real pity because um you know it was something I enjoyed, it was something I loved. And if you ask any any intercounty dual player like the likes of Sean Og and you know Alan Kearns and Galway and and, and like you suppose Conor Callan and all these lads, they'd be all mad busting to to stay dual, you know, um, and would have been all delighted that they gave it a crack. So, it's it, I I think it's a real pity that the decision was taken out of the players' hands, really, because I know for a fact here in Tip or even in Cork, if you chose one, you would be told not to go back to the other thing, you know. So, which is, you know, your hands are tied and you're, you're, you have to make a decision, which is a real pity because my time it was great because you know that you train twice a week and you match the weekend, so it was easy revert back to hurling or football, um, you know, and you weren't being you weren't being killed either, you know. So would you have like at football one week, then hurling the next week, you would just kind of swap over? Yeah, something like that, you know. And, and like, well, when I was on the hurling panel in '99, you know, I gave it my all. You know, I, I was, it was mainly hurling I was trying. You know, and the football kind of um, was put on the long finger, a small bit, you know. But but I had to give it a, as as good a crack as I as I had in me, you know. So um, and I I don't I don't regret it to be honest with you, because um, like everyone's dream and tip is to play hurling for tip, and I was no different, you know. Um, but it's just it's a pity that. And that's what twenty years ago it was nearly coming to an end at that stage as well, you know. Yeah. So you make your debut, I'm right in saying in nineteen ninety six against a team you become quite familiar with over the next few years. You had some battles with Kerry over the years, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, ninety six, yeah, I was still like I played minor senior in the same year. Um I was still I was doing my leaving search and big, big occasion to play Kerry inside in, in Clonmel. Um and we had him up to six I think sixty two minutes. You know, we we were we were level or we were a point behind, and we conceded a silly, I mean, a silly goal. Our, our cornerback, my own clubmate, slipped, and Morris or I think it was Daryl Canada buried the ball. So that kind of that kind of took the wind out of our sails. But yeah, ninety six, like it was daunting enough. But I suppose when you're that young, you don't really care. You've no nerves. You know, you know nothing. Like you know, so it's just to line up against the Morris Fitzgeralds and the Seamus Moynans of this world was was incredible. You know, and like it took off from there then. Seen there like 1997 210 to 110, 98 17 to 110, and 1999 were 11 to 8. So, like, there were some close battles. Tipperary were putting it up to them, like, yeah. And, and it's 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 well documented. Like, if there was a backdoor system or qualifier system back then, we'd have been like, we'd be pushing quarterfinals every year because of the team we had and the players we had. Just an awful pity that you know you get carried in the first round and you're, you're gone for the year. and like back then, it was the old format. You you played three national league games before Christmas, so like you you start to train in September, and then you get to the first week of May, and you play Kerry and you're gone, and you have to do the same thing again the following September. You know, so it was just and saying that on the flip side of it, you love pitting yourself against the best, and you know you'd always be hopeful that you could you could um, 
put one over on him, but it was, it was never to be. Um, but like I said, we had an unbelievable team uh, for, for that four, three or four year period. And even in 1995, in I think the year before I came in, tip, um, I think it was seven goals they conceded against Kerry to seven, 13 to 15 points or something like that. So there was always you know, battles there and, and it was always the last 10 minutes that kind of killed us. It was the old system, 60 minutes, you know, we had the right chance, but uh, it just wasn't to be. And what was the toughest one to take? Any of those kind of three ones because they seem to be the closest battles. Yeah, I, I, funny enough, I think the, the, the 98, the Munster final 98 was kind of, um, it's probably the only one I think we didn't really deserve to, to come close. I don't think we played well enough. Um, 97, we had them well beaten. Not well beaten, but we had them well rattled in. In Tralee, um, I think it was level and uh, Morris Fitzgerald, I think, took a shot and it was blocked and whatever way it ricochets straight into Dennis O'Dwyer's, I think it was Dennis, yeah, Dennis O'Dwyer's hands for a tap-in. So that, you know, that put a, the nail in the coffin with a couple of minutes to go and I think 99 is probably the biggest one with the goal, the infamous goal, you know, yeah. to hit the back stanchion. That's, I suppose, for that reason alone, that, you know, that would, that would always sicken you, you know. But, um, but that's not if I was only watching the Sunday game last night and Mead and Loud in 2010 yeah. was on with that goal, you know. So you just, you'd often wonder and think to yourself, how can they get it so wrong, you know. But, you know, human error, you, you just can't really account for it, you know. But it's, um, it's, it's a pity that, that it, it kind of, it rattled us and we kind of fell off the radar then after that for a couple of years as well, you know, which was which was a double whammy. And did you just know at the time when it, when it was it wasn't the goal? Would you know? Yeah, yeah. I knew up the far side because you could see the umpire even kind of ducked to get out of the way. So I'd say he didn't <laughs> know what. And then Jerry Murphy tapped the ball in and he you could see him walking away. He didn't indeed want to celebrate, you know. So yeah. it was one of those. Um, it was bizarre, you know. Twenty, I know it's twenty years ago now, but it's you know it's it's it's. It's something you don't, and I won't say it's not life or death that you don't get over, but it always comes up. And as I said to you, just you just have to wonder how how can you get it so wrong? And like that was on live on television as well. They could have they could have got some advice somewhere to say you know it wasn't, but um, and we 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 started to say we'd come out and we'd do our best to try and win the match, but it was never never an option or never going to win after that, you know. And there was no grounds for an appeal or anything to. Uh, Actually, it was, it was bandied around, you know, that, you know, would, I, I would imagine genuinely that the Kerry players would have given a replay. No, no doubt about it. Because they probably thought they, were, they would beat us as well, you know. But um, I, it, was, it was, I said it was, as I said, both county boards kind of were chatting in Munster Council. So, obviously, I think is the referee, I might be mistaken, but the referee's result is final, you know. So, that's, you either give a replay and go against your ifs and, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of going against your your beliefs then whether it is right or wrong. Like, but um, yeah, listen, we we'd have loved a replay. We'd have loved another crack at it, but um, it wasn't to be. It's sort of a shame, really, with all those. I mean, those close games that Tipperary didn't have the qualifier system, isn't it? Really, I mean, would you have loved to have like an early tier two system or even just the qualifiers then at that time? Was... That's it. I wouldn't even say the tier two. Like the qualifiers would have been would have been huge for us. It would have been. Um, you know, a stepping stone for, you know, and again, to get matches under the belts, which we, we just never had. Like, there's a lot of players played before me that, you know, had, again, one game a year, which, you know, it's incredible when you think. I know there's a lot of other counties in the country that are in the same boat, but um, definitely if the qualifiers, like I said, the qualifiers was there, it was, you know, it was a real, real um, pathway for us to, to show what kind of a team we had because you hear names like, as I said, Brian Burke, Derry Foley, John Owens, Philly Ryan, Peter Lambert, who'd make any 
Brian Lacey, who would have made any teams in, in the country. But you never hear him, you know, and that's the that was the sad part about it. But like, um, so we were, you know, we didn't know what was coming down the line. We know one obviously with the qualifiers, but it just happened that that was our kind of golden patch then for that four year period. And who knows where it would have taken you, you know. You just needed to catch a break and stay away from Kerry for one season. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and obviously Claire, Claire seems to be getting the brunt of that nowadays. You know, yeah, they're, they're yeah. drawing him the whole time. But again, you'd like to, as I said, you'd like to pitch yourself against the best. But um, there was times there when we got awful beatings, which, you know, did no good for football in the county at all. Yeah. Second, I have to ask you about one more uh, other injustice. Was it 2002 against Cork? Um, was it the, the sub- six substitutes Cork had in the replay, was it? Yeah, well, if we went down that way about the injustice after getting beaten by, it was it 23 points or something we got beaten by? Um, <laughs> we, would have been, we would have been laughed at. Yeah, I know, that was, you know, that, that, that happens. But if you, you know, I always ask myself, what would have happened if there was only a point in it? Or, you know, what, you know, it would be a different scenario then. But um, no, no, we had no, listen, we had no qualms that day. We got, oh, how, how you could go from six days later to almost probably winning a, a Munster title to getting absolutely hockeyed yeah. in Parky Kiev. It was just, it was just, um, we didn't see it coming. Maybe we kind of believed the hype that we had in, in, in the drawing match, but Jill Cork had their homework well done. And, and like I said, they, they weren't going to, they weren't going to roll over. Um, like they did, I wouldn't say like they did the first day, but they were, they were always going to be on their front foot. And you, you were flying in that first game. You played really well. Was it, and Cork were kind of in turmoil at the, at the time. Was this stuff that Larry well, the well, there was something going on. There was something going on with, um, yeah, I don't know what was it with Larry, but like, like to me, Larry Tonkin was probably one of the best footballers mm. of all time, and he was a great manager. So I don't know what what it was, and um, but they just, you know, we played brilliant on the day, but they just they were off the first day, you know, there was no doubt about it, and they they got out of jail, um, even though we we hit the equalising points, you know, they they definitely got out of jail, but um, but like any good team, they had their they had their homework done in the in the in the replay, but. Um, but it was a special day at our Simple Stadium in the, in the drawing match. Lovely sunny day. And, you know, when things were going right for you, you can hear the crowd and the buzz. And, you know, it's something that we wouldn't be accustomed to or used to. But, um, yeah, it's just one that it got away from us, you know, to, you know, doing a nice and lovely medal to have. And what are you thinking in between those six days between the games? Like, what, what changed so much that went so wrong? Well, I'd say it wasn't what went so wrong for us. It was what went right for Cork, you know. Um, Again, we've kind of believed, I won't say believe the hype, but like you're getting the pats in the back after the drawing match, even though we only drew. But, you know, that's that's something we were never used to. And something that we kind of, we all took on on board that, you know, these are the days we want to be involved. And maybe maybe it got to us a bit. We prepared well. We were flying. And, and you know, I don't think we were ever as fit. But it was just that, as I said, Cork were not going to get caught. And I suppose they had gotten a lot of abuse from, the drawing match as well, so they were they were kind of on the other side of things that they weren't happy with the way things went for them. And um, but like they buried us early. They just you know they put the game to bed very early, and we I suppose our heads dropped massively. You know something something we're not proud of because you know when you get a hammer, you, you kind of stay you should stay fighting and stay going. But you know the the fight came out. But then six days was it six seven days later we played Mayo in a qualifier match in Ennis and. You know, we, we were beaten by, I think, four points in the end because Kieran McDonald came off the bench and kicked unbelievable points in play. So we turned it around again in the, in the in six days later again. So it just proved that the first day for us wasn't a fluke in the in the Munster final. And, um, you know, it was nice to, well, we got beaten, but it was nice to finish on some sort of a high note. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Declan, like you've mentioned some uh, really, really good players there. Like Morris Fitz of Kerry, Declan, tell me a bit about him. Ah, yes, sure. Listen, it's 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 what I won't say I grew up, but he's someone I would always always have admired. Um, you know, he was just incredible left and right, and you know, for for big big man, he was well able to move and well able to cover ground, but just the ease of the way he was able to kick scores, you know, and and torment defenses. So. He was one of the ah, he's one of the special special players, special player. And like, who were some of the kind of legends you played with in the past that kind of drove Tip on all them years ago, Declan? Well, as I said, I mentioned there, like when I came onto the scene, like Peter Lambert, Brian Burke, Derry Foley, John Owens, like their club mate Philly Ryan, like Brian Lacey was there, um, you know Sean Collum. There's no, like keep going on and on and on. They were just real mainstays of of Tip football <laughs> and. They just never got the direct. The well, they did, I suppose. They, in 93 and 94, they got to Munster finals against Cork. Um, you know, so we, um, they were competing as well at that, at that stage. But it was just an awful pity that, you know, they didn't get the, the, the real rewards. Um, and, like, and what I mean about real rewards is, is game time, you know, and to show about your, your abilities. But, um, but like, they were super, super players. Mm. So, Declan, uh, when was the first time you got to play in Crow Park then? Got a young age. Yeah, well, I would have played at minor. I would have played minor All Ireland minor football semi final against Westmead in '95, and I would have played minor hurling then in '96 in the All Ireland final in '96. So I was lucky enough to to, to be able to get um, a go at Crow Park so so early in my career. Um, then after that, it was you know it was, I think it was 2003. You know after that uh, we played Donegal. So um, again, they're little carrots. You know that every Every tip footballer would have dreamed of playing at Crow Park, you know, and like we were, we were no different. And whether it was only ten people there or a hundred thousand there, it didn't bother us. So, anytime you got the chance to play there was 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 special, um, you know. And I played in the old Crow Park where you came out down the corner of the pitch, with the the, the Nelly, you know. So it was um, uh, under not the Nelly, but the 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 other the other end, the Davin end, and you know, great great times, you know. That must have been a strong minor team then to come out of Munster with some Cork and Kerry there. Yeah, well, again, Cork, Cork beat Kerry in the semi-final, you know, yeah. so we, we had to play, we played Waterford um, and we beat them after a, a replay. So to get to a, a Munster final, but it's, um, you know, it was great. We went down to, to Killarney and given no chance, absolutely no chance. And it was 11 years previous that we, we had won a Munster title in minor level. So, uh, but like Cork had a, you know, they Sean Oak, they had, they had Anthony Lynch, they had massive player Nicholas Murphy, um, big players back then, you know. So, but we, I think, it was two, two, six, ten points or something. We, we came out with a win, you know. But we had a great team. We had a lot of dual players back then as well. So that was like that was special because that was my first year minor. So I was, I was young as well. Um, and do you, I don't know, do you really take take it in at that at that stage? But um, just like, it was brilliant to win. The Clarny is a special place to play. And for us to win it down there was was great, you know. And then we went on to play Westmead, a massive Westmead team in the, in the semi-final. And I'll always remember I got a chance one-on-one -on -one with the goalie and I kind of hit him straight at him, you know, instead of instead of picking my spot and a little regret I'd have that I should have should have placed it rather than having a, a powerful shot. But um, yeah, no, it's a great journey, brilliant journey to get to, to get to the last four in the minor, you know. And would you have been tipped to kind of go further then? Maybe was it a surprise to lose to Westmead? Or? Yeah, I'd, I'd, no, I'd say we were we were the surprise package all the way yeah. through. You know, I'd say no, Westmead would have been because I think Westmead had a beat Leash, you know, and Leash would have been massive at, at that stage, you know. So 
Uh, no, no, we wouldn't have been a, we wouldn't have been tipped. But like it just shows you the little, the little things that can swing your way or, or go against you. That you know we could be in the other minor final handy enough too. Yeah, and I mean those some of those games you played in Pro Park. That Donegal game always stands out. Brian McIver said it was all about you that day, even though you lost. I mean, you, and obviously the Tommy Murphy Cup final. Like you, you put some really good performances in Pro Park. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's it's like I've always said that. It, I, I, you try and do your best and try and you know individually and, and, as, and as a collective and as a unit you know but you know when you get to Crow Park you, you, you must perform and, and we said that and we stated that against um, Donegal because we took a we had a, took a big beating against Kerry in the Munster Championship as well you know and we beat Carlo then in the first round of the qualifiers and lucky enough to beat Carlo and then the draw was made for Donegal and we were all kind of saying where it'll be where it'll be and then they announced it was going to be Crow Park so like the, that week was Amazing, you know, just the, the fact that you're playing senior football in, in Crow Park. And again, up to 60, 62 minutes, we were well in that game, only point behind. And Brendan Deveni st- snuck in for, I think, a goal in the end and, and it killed off. I know the Brian Roper score goal as well. But, um, you know, but to get to Crow Park and, and not disgrace yourself is is huge, you know, um, because Donegal would have been well tipped that day as well. But again, it's it's nice to get there. And then the Tommy Murphy Cup in. In 2005, it's, it's you know for me to walk the Hogan Stand steps, uh, personally was 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 a huge achievement. You know, it was a, a massive honour. Um, you know, I, I wasn't even capped like Lockmore were county champions and they they had no representative, so they nominated me at the start of the year. So it's amazing the way it, it worked out. And I know the Tommy Murphy Cup can be, you know, it's well gone now, and it probably wasn't it probably wasn't given the recognition that you know at the time either by by all the bigger counties, but. No, for us to get an opportunity to play in Crow Park again was, was was massive, and we played Wexford, who was a massive year the year before in two thousand and four. Matty Ford and all the all the boys, and how serious Wexford took it, we don't know. But um, it's nice to win it, and we got a trip to New York out of it as well. So it's um, as I said, there are little there are little carrots for all of us that you know that the bit of work that we did paid off. Yeah, and say in recent years, I think Tip got said that's All Ireland semi twenty sixteen. Declan, like, have you kind of been a bit kind of let down by this? Like the success of Tip over the years since you retired. No, how to say that again? Or no, kind of like just like the recent success for Tip. Kind of have you kind of maybe a bit let down, or like where have we been the last few years for Tip football? In the last few years, but no, it's not. It's it's, it's you know obviously getting to sixteen was was huge, and and you know you the weaker counties, I won't say weaker, but the smaller counties, like when you get it on a run, you know it's like any other big team. It's hard to stop when you get a bit, bit of momentum. And that was always in, in, in 16. But like we've been building like since 2011 with minor final win and then in 14, beating 21 All-Ireland. And then that culminated with a Liam Cairns in, in, in 16. Um, obviously, it's, it's going to be hard to keep the, those dizzy heights going, you know. And you always you crave, you know, getting to an All-Ireland semi-final. Like, what's the next step is an All-Ireland final. So we're not, we're not naive to think that, you know, that was, that was going to happen. But... It just shows you, like if Robbie Kiley's black card that day, you know, we could have beaten Mayo um, and be an All-Ireland final. Um, but obviously then you're, you, we lost Peter Atchison off that team. Uh, he emigrated, club mate of mine, he emigrated. And, you know, Colin O'Reardon the year before. They're the guys we need in tip to... I know every county can go through that and they can they can say that they're missing this. But the likes of tip can't. We can't afford to be missing. Stephen O'Brien went playing hurling for two years. Um, you know, they were Mass James Kennedy playing hurling, you know, winning two All-Irelands, you know, so they're the kind of guys that we need. But like where, where it's going in the last couple of years, obviously we're, we were a kick of a ball playing Division 1 
football, you know, which in the league, which would have been absolutely huge. Fair enough, we mightn't have been able to compete, but we would have been there. So now we're, we slipped in back into Division 3, and if the league, I don't know what the situation is this year, if the league is going to be finished, but, you know, we're on the border for going back to Division 4, which I hope doesn't happen, because that would be a serious, serious setback. But, you know, if, that, if it is, it is, but we just, you know, it's, it, we just have to keep the wheels going and keep the show on the road and, and keep fighting. And like, have you felt like with the football being quite successful in the last couple of years, Declan, that like is the split between the hurling and football, like is there a kind of a nice balance now or? And it, well, there's no real, you know, there's, there's, how to put it, compared to my time, it was, hurling was it, you know, and that's the, that's the thing. But now, like you can't, you can't um, diss or you can't um, say that 16 for tip football was a fluke or anything like that. You have to recognise that there was great, Great shapes made and, and, and great strides forward for tip football. You know, obviously it was never going to last, and, and you'd always be hoping it would last. But it's, it was never it was never going to be easy to keep it going. But um, like hurling and football in tip are they're separate, and, and there's no I think there's a happy medium there now that you know and, and like Steve like I said Stephen O'Brien went playing and he gave it a try for two years. You know, so you have to shame as Kendi's gone. You know, so um, you just have to live with it and, and watch your own side of things. Like we were talking just there about the Tommy Murphy Cup and obviously those games at Crow Park and like you performed brilliantly against Donegal and any other game it doesn't matter when it was but uh, was it mentally tough for you maybe just that you feel like you had a pressure on you to kind of carry that temporary team over the years I'm not trying to disrespect any other players when I say that but like obviously you were the standout performer yeah well no it was never and, and it's funny you ask that like, it's, it's, it's um, I never felt pressure you know I always felt that if things happen, they happen. If they didn't, they didn't. And, and you try and get it right for the next day. You know, because I think that the time you, you start heaping pressure on yourself, you, you'll never perform because you just, you know, you just be under that constant hassle and constant pressure. Jeez, I have to do this, I have to do that. Whereas I was kind of, you know, easy going and carefree and, you know, the ball comes in, it comes in and if you win it. Like, and I was fortunate enough back then, you know, there was no sweepers or blanket defences or anything like that, you know. So if you got a, if you got a run on your marker, you'd have, you'd have a 50-50 chance of, you know, whereas now you, you win the ball in front of your corner back, you're, you're facing two or three other lads around you as well, you know, so it's it's not easy. But when I was fortunate enough, I said the players I mentioned, like, like Peter Lambert in the other corner, you know, they, there wasn't, you know, there was two of us were, were a match for, for anyone if we could get the ball in, you know, so, uh, but no, like I said, I, I always trusted the lads outside and if they were able to win the ball and kick it in, I was, you know, I was null and void as well. So we had, like I said, we, we were well able to compete, but as regards that, no, I never felt Never felt any pressure, really. And um, would you have got much treatment now off like the cornerbacks are coming up against them? <laughs> tough. No, no, you there'd be tough guys, you know, and it marked a lot of tough lads. But no, never, never, no, never like that, you know, because because I'd never put in for either myself because you know I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to box or mind myself that. So you kind of stay stay well away. But at the, listen, at the end of the day, that's what umpires and referees are there for, and and you know they have to try and protect you as well. But no, never. Thank God, you know, never, never got uh, too much hassle. And you mentioned there just the way football's gone. Obviously, it's changed a lot in the last 20 years. The, obviously, the mass defences, it kind of seems like it's gone back to normal a little bit. Uh, would you have enjoyed playing football through those defences? No, no. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm glad, glad I'm gone. Because it's just, you know, like I said, I, I and, and you watch all the videos and all Ireland goal now that have been on the last three months, like where I know they're different times, don't get me wrong, but the goal, he kicks out the ball and, the four midfielders jump to try and compete and you win the break and you, you, you hoof the ball into the forwards. I played in that here that, you know, if you're good enough to win the battle with your, with your, your corner back, then you, you have a great chance of scoring 
one, two, one, three, or four, whatever, five points or whatever it is. Whereas now it's, you know, it's the survival of the fittest. Um, like whatever about the blanket defence, I wouldn't be able to handle chasing, you know, some corner back right up the field, you know, and they might score. Like, like the way it's gone, like some corner backs nowadays would outscore the corner forwards. And that's just the way it is. They're gone and they, they just don't care to stay going. So, um, but like you said, thankfully it's coming back. It's coming back a small bit, back to yeah. back to basics again, which is which is nice to see. But how long that'll how long that'll last, you know. But again, it's very hard to argue with teams when they when they win all Ireland's playing that system. You know, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And and let's say they won't they won't ever hand back the the all Ireland medals. Absolutely not. And you mentioned some of the cornerbacks. I mean, who who the biggest battles you would have had with over the years? I'm sure there's a few carry men in there somewhere. Yeah, you know, like the same as mine and. You know, Mark O'Shea, uh, Mike McCarthy from Kerry, Anthony Lynch, Graham Canty, you know, Cork lads, um, Kieran Highland from Wicklow. I mean, I played like 12 years Division 4, so you'd be facing all those guys, Shane Briggs and Waterford and uh, Andrew McLaughlin, Kildare. There was, you know, there's a, an awful lot of good cornerbacks out there that, again, some of them didn't get the, the recognition that they, they deserved either, you know, for soldiering so long in. Division four and and like myself getting beaten in the in the first round of a championship, you know. But um, no, an awful lot of you know you have to respect everyone that's that's on a, a county team now. Yeah, and I, I heard um it was, we were on Wally you were saying the Kerry lads like they used to chat to you when they were playing. <laughs> well, I was good. I was I was good to chat back myself. I have to say, but, you know, um, like just, I said, there's more to no, there's more to life. You know, if you can have the crack at someone at the end of the day, that's what that's what it's all about too. But not to be good old, but obviously there's some lads might chat back to you, so you know then you're in for it. <laughs> a real battle then, you know. You have, to so, you, have, you have to suss things out first. <laughs> what would they be saying to you? <laughs> oh, no, just, just general general chit-chat, you know, but it's just, and it might be just a part of the play that yeah. someone got a score and, you know, but again, you'd be sussing things out. If a fella didn't respond to you, you knew you were, you could be in for a dog and, you know. <laughs> and from Cav myself, Declan, so like, would you have kind of played many Ulster teams in the past, like, or what kind of teams would you have got, came uh, up against? We would have played National League, you know, we would have been Derry, um, Down, um, where we played for Manasse and the All-Ireland Bees, you know, but it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been, you know, very, very prompt because most, most of the Northern teams were probably in Division 1 or 2 or in 3 at the time, you know, so, uh, but we remember like always the trips up north, you'd have, uh, we'd, we'd stay in the Carrickdale, um, just outside Newry there, um, and then you'd, you'd play your match on the, the Sunday and, you know, so they, they were they were good old time, good old crack, good old good old banter, you know. So but like I said, you'd never you wouldn't come across too many of them, you know. Mm-hmm. And like any memories of playing kind of Calvin or that kind of crack over the years? We played just in recent years. Yeah, well I, I think I played in we played in Breffney, I think it was it was Breffney, yeah, in, in I'd say in six or seven in a in a league match, you know, Cavan I think Cavan won by two or three points in the end. Um, good tough game, but um, as you said recently, then there was good battles with Tip, you know. So it was. Uh, I remember going up to up to where do we play? Oh, was it as well? No, we did we play Cabin? We played Cabin in the qualifiers in was it fifteen or sixteen as well? Seventeen, um, I think. Declan was seventeen, was it? Yeah, great, great game as well, you know. So uh, I remember going up to that. Declan, what, what was this about this uh, supposed transfer to Leash? Ah, never, never. Yeah, just, just you know. <laughs> Mad, mad stuff, mad stuff. Um, you know, I was never, I was never formally approached. Well, I don't think it was ever formally approached. You know, but I'd say that the the the, the soundings were put out there, all right. But uh, I don't know, just you know, 
at the time it was it was it was kind of flattering you know you said that you'd be associated with something like that but you know people that know me know what my club means to me as well so um it was never there was never a runner where, where did it even come from was it just well it just always seemed to be linked to Mikko you know <laughs> same with Kildare Kildare 98 like Brian Lacey played for Kildare and there was there was talks of me going then up a couple of years later and um, then Mikko went to Leash and you know seeing me at a, at a house in Rat Downey and <laughs> I was marrying. I was marrying a leash girl, and you know it was just madness the way things took off. But as I said, it's just not. Nah, it's never, never an option. Like, if, and again, it, does, it sounds a bit petty, but if I couldn't win with my own, you know, winning with someone else was never going to be. It would be nice, but it's never going to be the same, you know. So, um, but you know, I, there's plenty. There's plenty of tip lads and plenty of other lads around the country could that could have transferred, you know, but they, they did either, you know. You just mentioned your club there. I suppose what what does your club mean to you? How important is the club to you personally? Ah, it is. It's, it's it's no different to every other player, um, every other intercounty player. Like, and I was lucky, again, as far enough to play in the old system where you nearly always train once a week with your club, um, regardless of, of county training. You're always nearly there on a Friday night with your club. Um, whereas now it's you know the county players just come back in the week before cha- club championship, and it's very very hard for them to. To come back into the swing of things, but um, no, the club was like the club is where it starts and where it finishes for everyone. And I think we need to when we play inter county, we kind of get lost in that bubble that you know it, this is this is the be all and end all. But it's like when I retired from Tip, it was lovely to go back to the club scene again and, and to be part of part of that setup again. That and you you forget you know how good and how much crack there is there in, in the club. And now turn full circle, you you you're, you nearly see how affected the club players are now you know and how badly they are being treated because you know to play one game maybe over over the summer period like it, it's just it's incredible and then you try and cram it all in in October and try and win a county title in, in November it's it's um, I think it's madness so I would like I said the club to me is just um, special people special players obviously friends for life um, and when you win when you win something I was fortunate enough to you know to play in an era where we did win and you know I ended up winning seven county county titles which you know it's lovely to it's lovely lovely to look back on played in two months of club titles uh, club, two months of club finals played in Crow Park with our junior hurlers which is to me to this day will always be the best day of my life you know to run out in Crow Park with your, with your club we got beaten up uh, by the Connie Shamrocks but uh, to see our club mentors and you know yourself the fellas that carry the water and bring the bibs and bring the cones walking out in Crow Park you know and looking up they were just looking up in all the place that's something that stays with you, with you forever. So, like the club, you know, we'd have many around, and you'd be you'd be pissed off for things that go on at times. But you know, it's a special, special place, the club for everyone. It's not just me. You said something there. Actually, do you think there's a detachment between the county players now when they go back to their clubs? I even find it I'm in Ballyboggs and Dennis in Dublin, and I, I sometimes see that you know they don't really connect as well with other people in the club who are there all the time, probably because they spend so much time away from the, the club scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I suppose now, like again, a lot of inter-county players, you know, some of them are working away, say it likes to tip, there's five or six, seven of them in Dublin, you know, so their life is in, in Dublin as well. So you're coming down to play to play a match for your club and you're probably just seeing people again, you know, sporadically for one match and then you might see them again for another couple of months. So it's a pity, but like again, like retirement will come to everyone at inter-county level and then you will always have your, your club to fall back in. And that's, that's, that's what makes it very sweet. Um, like the club develops you and it makes you into the player you are and then you go on and represent your club at county level and I think every county player 
you know, when, when they do retire, they'll always look forward to, to going back. But there is, a, there is a divide there mainly because of the commitment and time that goes into inter-county level. It's, it's mental stuff. It's absolutely mental. But I keep saying, you sign up to it and you either you have a choice to do it or you don't, you know, and that's the way it is. And it's, there's nice rewards there. Like players are well looked after now at inter-county level and they're, you know, they're, compared to what it was 20 years ago, they're, you know, it's, it's, it's nice rewards for them, you know. And do you feel the kind of county set up can uh, suffocate players, um, Declan? Because, like, obviously, like if the club is getting these players there in the first place, like, is there is there a fair balance with the the the, oh, the county? Like, the county is is suff- it is suffocating. There's no, there's no doubt about it. No two ways about it. Like, it's it's um, I would imagine uh, no different to our time. But you eat, sleep, and drink it, you know, and that's the way it is. And you're probably the way things have moved on, like with technology. I'd say there isn't an hour that goes by um, each inter-county team in Ireland that they don't get maybe a WhatsApp or a text or a, or an email with some sort of a stat or some sort of a diet or some sort of a programme or weights or S&C where back in my time, you turned up to Thurdus or Golden in tip on a Tuesday, on a Thursday, and you had a match the weekend. There was no one watching what you were eating really outside of it. There was no one, you know, minding you that, that way. You, you were, I won't say it was a trust element, but those facilities weren't there for us. But now again, it's, it's, it is suffocating. But then again, when you see the condition all these county players are in, you know, they're, they're, they're animals, every, each and every one of them. So they're getting the rewards, they're getting the best doctors, they're getting the best of trainers, they're getting the best nutritionists, psychologists. So when you have all that mixed into, the, into one, you know, you're, 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 you're producing a, a, a fine specimen of an inter-county player. Whereas back again, back in our time, we were kind of just go out, train hard, play your match. So there's just more attention to detail now. And again, maybe suffocating is probably the wrong word because I think that's what every inter-county player craves now. They want, they want all that disinformation and they want all this, um, these things available to them 24-7, if possible. And like, do you feel like we were talking to a couple of players in the past there? Like, do you think the fun has kind of gone out of the game to a certain extent at the minute? Like from years ago, like even Mickey Quinlivan's kind of took a year out there, uh, Declan. Yeah, well, it's very hard. As I said, like it's it's a decision you have to make yourself, like whether you want to be in it or not. So it's up to yourself then whether you take a bit of fun out of it. But I would say it is too severe. But then again, like fun and crack doesn't win you all Ireland medals. And that's, you know, like I look back at my career and the crack we had and the, and the, and the great times we had, but very little show for it. So like you have to get the balance as well. But I would safely say the enjoyment is going out of a small bit. But players, players are still playing, they're still training, they're still doing it. So there must be some element of fun and enjoyment in it for, for them. But it's very hard to see from the outside looking in where the, the, the real fun element is, you know, because as I said, it's gone, it's gone too serious, you know. But again, that's, that's what players want, you know. Mm, seems to be like a good routine for players at the minute. Just yeah. This is supposed really, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and, and, and that's, what they, that's what they grew up with now. That's what they, again, like in my time, it was... You know, it was, I won't say flippant, but, you know, it was easy going. But now they, they're after growing up with all this. They're, they're, they, that's what they do Monday morning. They wake up and they do the same thing till the match, after the match on Sunday evening. And then they repeat, you know. And so it's, it's um, but as like I said, I don't think they'd do it if they didn't want to do it. So, um, and there's great perks. There's great, there's great rewards there for, for inter-county players, you know. And, and the enjoyment that they, get, they all give us. You know, it's easy for us to say, oh, there's no fun, there's our, Look at them, look at this, but like the effort that goes into it is, is phenomenal. Like, and then 
you, you step out of line some small bit, you, you go for a point here or there or you're seeing somewhere and you get completely lambasted. So it's a no-win situation, you know? Like it's, but it's mad, like they're not getting a cent, Declan. Like it's crazy. Like as you say, yeah. oh sure, Jimmy was down having a pint there. Like it, yeah. it, it's bonkers. If you're not getting a bean for it, yeah, you know. You well, know. oh, yeah, well, like in fairness, we're, they are well looked after mileage-wise and this and gear-wise. And, you know, there is different perks there. But um, again, do we want to see being paid? It's very hard to see how that will be sustainable. But um, definitely the rewards should be there. Like I, I think like at the end of the year, you know, but then, then you have the revenue involved and you, you, you know, if you get extra this year, extra there, like, um, you know, it's all has to be accounted for. I think like every player at the end of the year should be getting five, ten grand, whatever it is, just as a token to say, here, this is it. We, we could definitely afford that, you know. And, and it sounds easy to do. I know that there'd be obvious, there's obviously things behind the scene and it, it might make it possible, but, you know, for a time you're putting in, you know, you need to be getting something, something out of it, like. Even if it's a holiday or something, at the end of the year, just, just something. And would you have enjoyed to play in a time like this now, or do you think it's just gone too serious? In that yeah, yeah. Well, like I, I see it from a different perspective. Obviously, you're married, and like I have two kids, and you, you couldn't do, like, you know, it's it's a single, it's a single man's game. You know, there's very few probably married with kids, um, and you wouldn't blame them because like, the commitment levels are either in it or you're not. So, um, so it is, it is tough. Again, if I was a twenty-year-old or nineteen-year-old starting off, I'd probably dive into it. There's no, there's no problem. There's no different. Um, I'd be no different than any other young lads. So, and I'd know no different. But like, definitely, I'm delighted. I, you know, I was in an era when I was because, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. But it's five, six days a week now, and that's uh, that's incredible going for for amateur guys. You mentioned the crack there. Tell us a few stories there you had under the Tipperary team. <laughs> uh, no, I can't hang. I can't hang, lads. Now I can tell you. No, no, <laughs> no. We, uh, we had a few trips. We had a good few trips. Um, you know, to we Lanzarote training weekend and New York after winning Tommy Murphy yeah. Cup. You know, so we'd um, yeah, yeah. We just great, great characters in our you know back then, and you need them because when you're getting hammered every day, you know. I don't mean that in a, in a real bad way, but like we all all used, used to love going training. You know, it was it was just brilliant. You'd work hard. You'd 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 enjoy everything, and after like after league games, we always went out. You know, you know, we always did, and we always met up, and you know, probably went into led into Monday as well, and maybe Tuesday like, for for some of the lads. But you know, we always, we always, whether it was right or wrong, we always met up that met up that night, and we did right crack. You know, so again, I think what her and I, I know tip the tip senior footballers when they got to the run in 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 Crow Park and Mayo, they did it the same every night after a match. They had went out for points as well, so it does bring it together, and 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 lads are so fit and so. Uh, well looked after themselves, you know. A few points in a nice out is not going to knock much out of you know. But it's just as I mentioned earlier, it's it's the it's the sly comments and the and the and the dirty digs that you get. Oh, this fellow is out and that fellow is out, and you know you're giving your time for you know for the love of the game. So you know a few points here and there is not going to kill. It's not going to kill anyone, you know. And I never drank like and I never but I'd enjoy. I'd have the crack as many as much as any. But I always love to see lads having. It's just they need to remember to stop. That was the that was the thing, you know. I'm still learning that now, Declan, as well. Huh? I'm still learning that as well. I don't know. <laughs> we actually did mention something there. I meant to come back to it was that you were talking about the club structures and how like clubs would go through a whole summer and only playing one match. I mean, if you could rip it all up the whole GA season, what changes would you make to it? Well, I, like I said, when I retired, you, you kind of see the, the 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 effect everything has on the club scene. 
you know, and I, and I again, I keep re- referencing my, my time, my era, but like when I started with the club, senior football, you, we had seven divisional games and then you played a divisional semi-final, then you played a divisional final, a county quarter-final, county semi-final, county final. So that was in, I know the inter-county scene was, was different as well back then, but, and we were gone, you know, if we got Kerry in May, we were gone, so your club championship would have been able to be run off, but like that was seven games, two, there was nine games to win your division, and then further three to, to win, that was 12 matches to win a county title, it was was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, and you know, you could have a couple of shite days, and you'd still be in the championship, you know, so um, I'd love to see, I'd just love to see an emphasis where club players are going to get the amount of game, like, you see the training, the training per match race, so it's, it's, like it's incredible, you know, it's, it's, you've club players who are training away, especially now, even through this time, no one, no one really knows what's going to come out of this, and we're all eager to get back, and, and I think this year is going to be an exception, and we just get on with it, but, I think you have some clubs training in January, like to finish your county championship in November, having played one match in the summer, like, like I know we had COVID, but, like the weather we had over the last three months, we still would probably wouldn't be playing any champ, championship matches, yeah, you know, yeah. so, um, I would love to see that 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 gap bridged, you know, some bit that uh, that the intercounty doesn't that doesn't dictate so so much, you know, um, because at the end of the day, the club player, like I said, is is the is the the key thing to all of this, um, and I think clubs have been very very patient. Like you could always say that clubs throughout the country could join force and say we're not doing this anymore. So I think club are, clubs are being patient, and they, I, I, I'm just wondering how far they can go or how much more they can take. But um, but definitely, I'd love to see some bit of a like my thing again is you've some counties and they're getting four week breaks or five week breaks between or for clubs like to, to to release their players. Like what's wrong with playing a county match every fortnight? You know, players are so fit, and that's what they want too. County players don't want to be trained the whole year round either. So like condense the inter county into something that'll give the the club then an opportunity to, to have some meaningful games, and you probably see the same in Dublin. Like it's like how you've you've done it over the last couple of years is you, like you play one round and then you're knocked out. You're in a the right. B competition. Yeah, like that's mental. Like that's you know. So I I, I whatever about us down here, we might have three or four games. So like yourself, and that's acceptable, and you, you've accepted this, and you get on with it. But you know, like don't get me don't get me wrong, but I, I'd imagine not too many senior clubs in Dublin want to play senior B. You know, so you know, I think it's and 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 you could get a shite draw and you'd be in senior B then for the year and you have to wait then to the Your lads lads go off then in the summer, so you know, yeah, yeah, very hard, very hard to blame, not 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 to go off, you know. So it's um, you know, I always found that very very interesting in Dublin, like how how it stayed that way to be honest, with you, how you know the, the inter county gets, but then again, when you're winning. Six all earns in a row. I'd say, you know, yeah, the success, really. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, but like, again, the club players like you're training probably as as long as anyone to 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 be beaten in the first round, and then like senior B, maybe it is it is competitive and people want to play it, but you want to win the main one, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, we kind of put a different slant on things now, Declan. We we're kind of criticising old setup at the minute, but is there any better feeling? The week leading up to a sunny championship game in Semple Stadium or wherever you have it, when you're involved, like no, definitely, definitely not because uh, it's just it's it's I think it's the pinnacle of everyone's career. Like that's the special time. It's like it's like letting calves out for the first time until you you know you just you're let free. You're you're you're, you're loose. You're you know hard ground, sunshine, whatever it is. You cannot beat the week of championship. 
or the two weeks leading up to because you have to trust yourself and back yourself that the work is done, that you're fit enough because you're not going to, that's not going to happen over those two week period. But I often always remember going to Dr. Morris Park and Torless, you know, and you're just buzzing, you're hopping off the ground, um, you're hitting freeze, you're, the crack is mighty. Often, more often, time, more often than not, we got hammered <laughs> the following week, but it was just a special, special, you know, that as I said, the work was done, the hard work was done. We're just going through a few things and getting ready for it. And like championship is championship is special. And that's what we've all and it's it's a pity actually your league your leagues now are probably more of a championship than mm-hmm. your championship, you know, and there's more emphasis nearly put on the league. But but back then I remember, you know, the draw be made in October, November, and then you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're playing through the muck and shite of the league. And then, you know, then the first week of May or the end of April is in and you're you're ready to go, you know. Um, great, great time, and they, that's what you miss the most because, at the end of the day, like the, the torture of running and getting fit is is not easy. And again, back then, you always had a few pounds going back after, after Christmas, you know, and you had to get rid of that. Whereas now, you know, they're conditioned all year round. Um, but again, preparing for championship, there's nothing, nothing beats it. And like, do you feel like the form book goes out the window when it comes up to championship? Like, do you think the league actually? brings a lot into the championship. Like, do you need to have a good league to have a good champo or what do you think? Well, again, in my time, like, no, you couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't um, compare the league to championship for us because there's times we were a different animal come championship. Um, you know, I remember we, we finished, I think it was 2003. Uh, no, maybe 2000, was it two or three? We finished with one point in the league. And I think it was, yeah, I think maybe 2002. And we nearly end up in the Musk title. You know, so it was just, you know, you get momentum going and you get things right and you get a few injured lads back and you get a few lads coming into form. Um, but nowadays, it probably, you know, it does transition into the championship, your, your form in the league. Um, whereas before, as I said, we had three league games before Christmas. So, like, October to May is, is light years away. So, people would forget how, how you played or who you played even before Christmas. But, uh, but definitely for us, like, we were... We were a different animal come championship, and and I know there was times in Kerry and Cork, they probably didn't realise we were so we were so um, Jekyll and Hyde. They probably didn't know what team was going to come at them. You know, was it the team that they'll walk all over, or the team that was capable of causing an upset? You know, but um, definitely for us, we had a few Super League campaigns and flopped in the championship. So, um, but then again, I said when you're when you're, when you're facing Kerry, it doesn't matter what kind of a league you have. You know, in the first round, it didn't matter. And are you enjoying the current product at the minute, Declan? Sorry? Are you enjoying the current product there at the minute, like the current way the game is? No, no. It's getting back there. It's getting back to the way it, I think it should be. But obviously, it's, it's a knee as most it was over the last couple of years. I know a lot of managers and a lot of coaches got to blame for, for changing this to the blanket defence and the hand pass and all that. Like, it's it's... Like we're all traditionalists at the end of the day. We all want to see the catch and kick, but that's not, you know, that's not the correct way to do it either. You need to, you need to know what you're at. But um, no, it's, it's getting there. I have to say, this year gave us a bit of hope um, with the way it was being played again. And hopefully, I, I think this, this period, um, when we do get back, is, I think you'll see some smashing games. I know it'll be in the wintertime, but I think you'll see teams going gung-ho for it and you know, wanting to win. And I think the only way you can win is, is to play football. And, and make that ball travel and make that ball do the talking, you know. Um, so I think you'll see a lot of, I know it'll be knockouts and there'll be a bit of, there'll be a bit of biting it. So it might be, 
we might have a period of time now to say, look at things and see, is there something we can do for 2021? Um, but again, like the one you got, it's hard to it's hard to say it's not enjoyable because, like you see the dubs, like and and I and, and Kerry as well to an extent, you know, give it to us anyway, and we we'll, we'll play. It doesn't matter if it's defensive or blanket or hoof kicking the ball, we'll match you toe to toe. So you know you can't just say that the dubs are this and that. They're you know they play it anyway, and that's that to me is the real style where there's some teams out there that can just play one style only, and if that doesn't work, then they can't revert. But like the dubs, like I said. Give it to them anyway, and they'll, they'll 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 throw it back to you. We can't make it a Dublin podcast again. Me and Mick are very aware of that. Declan, I suppose you just said there the, the tier two competition is something that's been debated intensely over the last while. And I don't want to say in a weaker county, obviously, but Tipperary would probably be a team that could fall into the tier two championship. Would that be something that players would be attracted to? Do you think, or they wouldn't want to be part of that? It's hard. It's hard to know. Like. I, Funnily enough, I would think Tip would avoid it, mm. you know, and so it's easy for me to say, work ahead with the with the tier two, yeah. you know. Like a couple of years ago, I would say no because Tip would be in it, uh, you know. So it's it's something has to be done because, uh, as I said, the amount of training to 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 matches is, you know, we all want matches at the end of the day, and I think, excuse me, I think if this if the structure is in the right way, I think players will go for it, but it has to be done in the right. We can't. Like they, 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 they played around with it. I remember in 07 in my last last year, you know, they said that division four teams weren't allowed in the qualifiers and you went straight into Tommy Murphy Cup. Like that was just a complete kick kick between the two eyes, you know, and that's that made a complete mockery. So that was eight teams, eight counties that were just signed off after beating in the first round. You know, you fulfilled the fixtures in Tommy Murphy, all right, but that was just, you know, that that got rid of eight teams straight away and, and left a sour a sour taste. So it's hard to know how you're going to, how it's going to be operated or how it's going to be functional, but there must be some carrot, and whether it means get a back door into the, back into the championship again, I think there has to be some big prize like that because you can offer holidays, you can offer games in Crow Park, you can offer this, you can offer that, but I, I, I just think the prize has to be big. Um, and I think even for the, the, two, for the finalists of the, of the Tier 2, if, if it goes ahead, to get back into a championship proper you know so it makes it very interesting right up to the, the end but where are you going to fit all this in a calendar that's already condensed you know that's the that's the big thing but uh, but to be realistic and to be honest about it you have to have a tier two some somewhere because to give lads games and I'd love to see I'd love to see maybe an open format in the All-Ireland Championship at the start and make that knockout and, and with a losers group and then go into your into your tier two you know so every team would get three games so but it's, it's, it'll all come down to revenue, it'll all come down to money, it'll all come down to how this all thing is going to, to balance out. But, um, but to be realistic, there's probably, and Tip were in that category for a long time, there's probably 10, 12 teams in, in Ireland that you know, just won't develop at, 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 with the current structure, you know? I suppose the argument, the counter-argument would be is if they're in a tier two, they'd probably never get a chance to improve by playing better teams as well, if you know what I mean? Yeah, but like I said, if, if you have that carriage of getting back into... You know, like if you got a run, if say if Tipper in tier two, and like you you ended up getting a run in tier two, that two games, two if you win two matches, you might get to a, a semi final, and then you're one step away from playing your 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 tier two final in Crow Park, and also getting back into uh, an All Ireland Championship proper. So you know, maybe I'm well, I, I maybe I'm well off the mark there. That that might be possible at all, but 
that's what I'm saying. You need a carrot there at the very end of all this for for these teams because, as you said, they won't develop. But it's um, it's something to fight for because, like like tipping in sixteen, if a team gets a bit of momentum, they're very hard to stop no matter who they are. Yeah, and I mean, like I mean, the I suppose it has to be promoted. There has to be the money in it. It has to have all the right structures in place because otherwise players would just say like they feel like yeah. they're not getting looked after properly. And, that, and that's it. Like, and, and I think, as I said, it, it all depends how it's, it's, um, it's put across to people like, and players because at the end of the day, county boards, you, you know, county boards are there to officiate and they're there to go to all these meetings. But uh, like the book stops with the players for me in this. And I think they should be, everyone should be getting their, their tuppence worth and they should be able to say on it because there's no point in voting on something in Congress that, um, you know, that has no bearing on what the players have said. And that goes on, you know. So I think it's it's important to get this right because we're in we're in a situation now where, um, as you said, players will. I don't with the way things COVID are gone, they might be able to go to America. You know what I mean? It's, so it'll be all different landscape next year. But it's come to a stage where players will just say, you know, I can't give this time anymore to to this setup and and a tier two. So, um, but I, so if I, I that's why I was saying if, if it was a knockout, give everyone a chance, an open open draw at the start, you have a crack at the. Yeah. In championship, you're in a losers group. You have a crack, a second crack at the Sam Maguire, and then after that, then you're you have to go into a tier two, you know, and see. But then again, that'll come down to the the, the Spandulics as well again, the money again, you know. So it'll be it's just imagine, really that'll dictate, you know. Imagine an open jaw Dublin carry in the first round. That's and that and that's it. Like and you can get tip tip and Watford, tip and Wicklow, or Wicklow and Wexford or whatever it is, and so be it. But they'll have the losers group to. That'll be brilliant, yeah. You know, and it's like that the qualifiers. You often hear to say like the qualifiers made the stronger team stronger, you know, because it was their second chance. So if if you know you have a second chance, it's not the end of the world. But like for the likes of the tips and the waters and the players and the Wicklow's that you know, geez, we could get two or three games in this without avoid or by avoiding the the big guns, you know. So you know, I think it'd be very interesting. Give it a go, or even Champions League format, yeah. four groups of eight or eight groups of four. I think you just have to try something like the Super Eights. You know, I wasn't gone on that because. You know, again, it's it's geared towards the, the big teams, you know. So, um, and but then again, it's bringing in massive, massive amounts of money. So, Declan, are you using this podcast as a launch to for your GA president role? <laughs> Just, oh no, if you if you see the run-ins I've had with some <laughs> some people in those roles down the line, no, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. No, um, you know, it, my that's my problem. If I have something to say, I'll say it. That's to my dick. Tremendous times, but um, no, <laughs> those things don't interest me at all. That's what we need, though. We need someone just to let it all out. Uh, yeah, but you need to, <laughs> you need to know to hold back to. That's why they're there. <laughs> they know they they know when to say it and not to say it. Whereas I'd be just too <laughs> too out there. <laughs> uh, Declan, you've been very good with your time, and I won't hold you on to it much longer. But I was just curious to ask you about the international rules. You were part of it in 2004. Am I right in saying? Three and four, yeah. yeah. Three and four. Uh, like, was that something you enjoyed doing or was it just like brutal? Because it seems like the Australians in there in that time were... Well, it's funny, oh. like, you know, do, do you know the story? Like, in, in 03, I was, John O'Keefe was manager, so I was selected and the, the, the squad, I was flying, I was in good form, I was enjoying it and enjoyed the training and we were tripped to Australia. So I went to... Um, I we, that <laughs> well, yeah, we, we flew out, we flew out on a Sunday. We landed in Australia on a Sunday. We played a practice match on a Tuesday against the local team. And I was taken out. I was flattened, but off the ball by one of the Australians. So that ended my 
my tour my tour down there, I had a I had a dead leg and I had a foot of bleeding from the top of my thigh down to the from the bottom of my thigh or the bottom top of my thigh down to the top of my knee. And you know, so that was my I was out there and spent a week in bed, the other week on crutches. I was out for six months when I came back. Um so for me to to tug out and to to go and play with the best players in Ireland was you know, it was it was my all Ireland to to, to 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 an extent, you know. Um, and then it was just taken, you know, taken out of it. So it was it was bittersweet because I was so built up and looking forward to it, and, and I wasn't worried about playing or, or or getting slapped or getting belted. I was just in in, in top form, and I was confident in the way I was going. And then, like I said, to get taken out of it. So it was like, to have a trip to Australia was huge, but you know, it was it didn't, you know, it, it didn't. Um, it wasn't nice because you were watching lads in after the second week train and then you were trying to get back. I, I made a, a massive effort to get back for the second game, but it was, you know, it was never going to happen. So, so the following year then, you know, for Pete McGrath was manager and I have to say hats off to Pete. I was struggling with injury. Um, you know, I was just, I was, I wasn't at the fitness levels at all for it. I just couldn't, couldn't get the body right. And he selected me in fairness for the, for the squad. So I got on for 20, 25 minutes um, in Dublin. So, you know, we forever grateful because he could have, you know, he probably could have dropped me or, you know, said it was just wasn't to be. So at least I got my opportunity to follow year. But definitely, you know, three was, you know, everything was right and fitted in right and just getting going and, you know, to be walloped. And, you know, it was just, it was um, a pity because those chances for, for the likes of myself don't come around too often, you know. And, and as I said, the time and effort and commitment that went into it, you know, it was, it was, it was nice to get a trip out of it, but it just didn't work out for me. Uh, and are the, are the Australians nicer off the pitch than they are on it? <laughs> and a great, yeah, like in fairness, a great crack, you know, and like that, it makes you, like, that's, that's 2003, 17 years ago, it makes you, it makes you wonder in the in the amateur game, like these lads, they'll play, they'll play those, they'll play their matches, they'll go after it, you know, they'll have their bucket of points that night of a match and they get ready again. I know they're professionals and they get, they, they're trying to recover and all that, but that was the side of things I said, geez, like, what are we at really in, in, in Ireland that, you know that we can't have lads going out for this and that, or in between, or or you 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 drink drink bands from January, which is it's just not realistic, and it's not you know it's it's, it's not the way to do things for me. So, but you know they're nice they're nice guys, but like as a definitely you know if if I, if I was big enough and able to clobber them, I would have had. But uh, it's just one of the things I didn't see coming, you know. And and I normally be very sharp and very, you know, I'd be very cute to, to see what was coming down the line. But it was one of those things that just came out of the blue and. You know, seeing stars and after. <laughs> it's very interesting that you just mentioned the kind of the training regime. I was just talking to Killian Clark, who plays for Calvin there, or mm. used to play for Calvin there last night, Declan, and he was talking to the Australians when he was doing the Aussie rules, and they couldn't believe that here in Ireland, I think Killian has to leave Dublin at four o'clock, come home for training for eight o'clock, train from eight to ten, go back. Like he, like the Australians couldn't believe that, Declan. Yeah. Like, is that something that'll ever change? Do you reckon? It's not, but I, I, I do think the way. It, with technology and the way we've moved on, I, I don't understand why. I know you need to have collective training, but like how we haven't had a serious accident over the last 20, 30 years is, is beyond me for, from anyone traveling back for, for training. Because like I see it myself, like you come back, you're, you're, you're after working or in college for the day, you're after working for the, for the day, you get off at four o'clock, as you said with Killian, you're tired automatically getting into your car, going to training. You're expected to bust the gut, um, which you do. You, everything is GPS tracked. It shows you what effort you're putting in. 
then you're having a bit of grub, and then you're expected to travel back to Dublin. Or I, I just think like how it makes it always made me feel how lucky local guys were that you're only half an hour from Torres or half an hour from Cabin or half an hour from Ballyboard, you know, or whatever it is. Um, and I think it's only a matter of time before, so, and I hope I'm wrong, before something serious happens because most things now are motorway, motorway driven, boring, long two hour spin that, you know, something is going to, something's going to happen. So I just like to see, and maybe a lot of clubs are, a lot of counties are, they are training lads in Dublin, they have someone to do, you know, but obviously come close to championship, the collective stuff has to be done. But um, like I even see club, club players now, some, when it comes to championship, they're coming down from all over the country to, just to get a session in so you can see him. So, um, it's 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 tough. It's tough, like and that's that's the thing that makes me really feel um, players want it because they're willing to do that, you know. And they, and and it's just it's incredible, like it's absolutely incredible. And Declan, you um, you took you were with a year with the Tipperary over twenty ones in twenty sixteen. Am I right in saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was that that something that would interest you going forward, managing the senior team or? Well, I have to say, it was it was it was great. I really enjoyed working with the best with the best players. It, the, the thing I found very hard was, um, you know, I, we'd be so close to them. You know them all. You know, you probably know the parents. It's telling ten lads that they're not part of the squad or they're they're dropped for a game. That was just awful, awful hard. You know, and something I wasn't really, really, really prepared for. Um, you know, so that's the side of things. Maybe the coaching side might be, a, you know, I won't say a safer bet, but um, you need to be cut out for for that you know and it's it's not it's not nice um, so down the line obviously when, when again the kids are older and if an opportunity comes up you know we, we'd have a look at it but um, it's it's um, again it's time consuming it's five days a week and like you forget about the phone the phone calls and everything during the day trying to organise train sessions it's, there's a lot in there now but um, you know the rewards again for a coach are, are great when things are going well but you know when you're not winning it's it's not easy either you know as a manager watch this space <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I suppose last one, uh, Declan, the best player you played with and the best player you played against over your intercounty career. Jamie Mack. Um, you know, the, the, there's, there's a load, like in tip, there's, there's an awful lot of, like, obviously Peter Lambert would have been huge for, for myself. But I think, I think um, over overall my career with the club and county, like the, the, the player that had most input in my career, even like just club, a club mate of mine, Derry Foley, um, you know, he would, we just had a, had a telepathic um, understanding going on that he knew what I was doing, I knew what he was doing and he, we got the most out of each other, you know, he was absolutely super like, um, and you'd be, I said Peter Lambert, Philly Ryan, Brian Burke, all these guys, it's hard to, it's hard to mention, you know, um, Paul Fitzgerald, you know, Eamon Hamner and all these guys who I would have played with, great, great players, and then, like against you know, you could every <laughs> every Gary player, you know, like, like I was I was looking up to play against Morris Fisher's, Daryl Pineda's, Seamus Minehan, Tomas O'Shea, all all these guys. Um, so I'd be very, like I said, I respected all of them, and you know, Peter Canavan, you know, super super guy. So Matt Connor, uh, um, who would have grown up watching Mikey Sheehy. So I'd have a lot of I a lot of heroes, a lot of idols that I would have you know, growing up watching and, you know, I remember, I'll never forget, I think it was Dublin played, yeah, Dublin Kerry in, in Semple, the time that Morris Sherrill's yeah. famous point, um, I'll never forget him walking down to the stadium after the match and actually met Mikey Sheehy, you know, like I, that was, I was a young chap and like I was totally in absolute, absolute awe 
that I actually get to meet him, you know, so I get to chat with him. So like, there's a lot of, actually a lot of players that would have played and, be, and to be wrong to, to list out probably the best, but there's, there's, you know, there's plenty on for and, and played against as well. And that one last one, Declan, if you had to pick two players to complete a full forward line with you, what would them two players be? Oh, gee. <laughs> Michael yeah, Douglas, John McMahon. Outside, <laughs> outside, like outside, outside the tip, you know. Um, I like to me, to me, there's probably nothing better than like the Gooch was, yeah. you know, the Gooch was absolute savage. Like I, I tell you, I, I'll name, I'll, I'll name five. I'll name, I'll name a six. Yeah, <laughs> a six. Yeah. So like, obviously the Gooch, uh, Morris Fitz, Joyce, yeah, Peter Canavan. Am I including myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Canavan and Matty Ford. Oh, yeah. And then I weirdly thought you would have said Paddy Bradley, Declan. No. Well, I see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. You know, I I wouldn't have come up against Paddy an awful lot. Like I, I'd have come up again. Like Paddy, but then you could make Dizzy Dolan. You could meet. You know, I'd have an awful lot of yeah. players there that you know that that would have been huge. You know, back then. Like and you say like Bernard Brogan, like. It's just my kind of my my year and my my vintage as well, you know. Would have been, would have been a lot in that, like. Yeah. Um, but it's like again, would would I, would I say no to Bernard Brogan beside me or <laughs> Conor Callan beside me? You know, you you wouldn't or Paul Flynn outside or any anyone like that, like Johnny Doyle. You know, there's just so there's so many players, and that's what and, and that's what I won't say it bugs me, but like you 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 see debates online and you'll see these things about the top 20 players and top 15 and top this and top that but like everyone's opinion is is different like I've seen there like I could pick 20 off the top of my tongue straight away and you leave out you leave out 10 so like it's all opinionated and it's all you know it's whatever whatever tickles someone's fancy at the time and someone might say to you Jeez, you weren't in this top 10 or top 15 or top 50 but sure like so what like that's that's the opinions of and everyone like all great players and, and they're all great players in their own time and um, and you have to respect that well I tell you me and uh, Mick done the top 20 players there a couple of weeks ago we nearly killed each other so it's impossible <laughs> yeah. you know and that's, and that's the thing like so it's, it's you, you'd have plenty if you want to fall out with anyone you fall out OGA there's no there's no doubt about that like you're always <laughs> Martin Brown you'll always be arrogant <laughs> sorry Martin Brown, he's good at making an yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, you know, you're leaving yourself open to, to complete yeah. and utter. But like I said, that's, someone has to do it and, and that's, it's all, it's all opinions. But, you know, like there's, like, again, you've you Brendan Devenny in, in Donegal, you've, you saw Mickey Linden in Low, in Down, Benny Coulter in Down. Ah, you could, you could, you could go on and on and on. And it's just, you know, the incredible players that, you know, delighted to, to share the field with and to play against. Yeah. We'll squeeze you for an answer though. The two, the last two, do it. <laughs> the last two. Do it. Right. The last two. Peter Canavan. Yeah. And the Gooch. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, and like I said, I said before, I I'll take the belts and I'll throw it out to the boys to tap yeah. it over. The, the handy the handy freeze for them and the handy pint. I'll take the freeze. I'll I'll, I'll put that in. You'll do the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the simple ones, but you know. But like I said, you could, you could fit anywhere inside that in, in the full forward line. It's just like great, great players, you know. And all probably a lot of them came around at the same time. Um, so it's it's very hard to, to pick and choose. But um, 
tomorrow I could have different. I could have a couple of subs in there. <laughs> Look, Declan, that was brilliant. Thanks so much for doing that. Not at all. Great to be asked. Thanks a million, guys. Love the Declan. Thanks very much. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening in and don't forget to follow the Mick and Max GA Football Podcast on Instagram, Twitter and we are on Spotify.